and welcome back to the Automotive Podcast. Uh, in today's episode, I'm going to be covering the Lamborghini LM002. This vehicle is also known as the Lamborghini Truck. Uh, I'm sure some of you know, but I was not aware that Lamborghini made any off-road vehicles or any kind of utility vehicles. And it turns out that they they actually did. They have a short history of creating off-road vehicles. And the reason they created them was to try to get into military contracts. Uh, Basically try to say, hey, we'll produce this vehicle for military use. And these contracts are extremely lucrative, so obviously Lamborghini would love to have one. So unsurprisingly, the, the LM002 looks kind of like a fancy Humvee, um, which actually makes sense, so I'll explain that in a second. But, you know, it, it's big, it's bulky, it's got no curves, uh, you know, it's kind of what you'd expect a Lamborghini off-road vehicle to look like. So the LM002 was produced from 1986 to 1993, but the actual history of it started well before that. It started with two prototypes developed by Lamborghini called the Cheetah and the LM001. Now, the Cheetah was the first to be developed, um, and as I said, it was designed for military use. Uh, It used actually a rear-mounted American engine, specifically a Chrysler V8, that produced 180 horsepower, which is not much considering the size of these vehicles. Unfortunately, the Cheetah program did not go well, so Lamborghini showed off the Cheetah to the military to be used as a military vehicle, but at the same time that the Cheetah was being developed, another company was developing a vehicle called the XR311. And the team behind the XR311 thought that the Cheetah looked too much like their vehicle and threatened to sue Lamborghini over the Cheetah. Uh, Lamborghini wanted no part and scrapped the project. They just said, nope, Cheetah's gone, Cheetah's done. And only one of them was made. So Lamborghini kind of just backed out. They really didn't want to get involved in any legal issues. Only one Cheetah uh, was made only one one prototype that was the only cheetah ever made um, and kind of a sad note it would actually be destroyed in a crash uh, so that part of automotive history is no longer with us the one cheetah built um, is no longer it was destroyed another little tangent that i thought was interesting is that xr311 vehicle that caused lamborghini the legal issues would actually lead to the creation of the Humvee. It was essentially the the prototype to the Humvee. And so that means that perhaps in an alternative universe, um, the U.S. military would all be driving around in Lamborghinis instead of Humvees. That's not the case. Um, We'll get into more of why the military was not interested in this vehicle at all. But there is, there was a possibility uh, that the U.S. military could uh, have Lamborghinis. So after the Cheetah was scrapped and uh, and destroyed, um, Lamborghini developed the LM001. It was very similar to the Cheetah. It was also powered by an American V8, but this time an AMC V8. 
the engine was in the back, just like the Cheetah, uh, but the LM001 never really went anywhere. It was a prototype, but they didn't do much with it. They developed it, and then it kind of sat. Uh, it eventually would be used to somewhat help develop the LM002, however, some major changes would be made. The biggest change was that Lamborghini moved away from a V8 and instead went to a V12. In fact, the V12 that they used came out of a Lamborghini Kuncha. The engine was also moved to the front of the vehicle uh, because Lamborghini found through testing of both the Cheetah and the LM001 that having the engine in the back of the car uh, made the handling a bit terrible. It was kind of squealy. And it also led to when the vehicle went off a jump, the vehicle would kind of want to tip backwards and potentially flip itself over, which is not exactly what you want um, if you're going to use this for some serious off-roading. Also, um, the LM in both the LM001 and the LM002 uh, stands for Lamborghini Militaria. Um, and it's essentially just a name tag used by Lamborghini for off-road utility vehicles. Um, so that's just kind of the name badge that they went with. So as I said, uh, the LM002 was powered by a V12, specifically a 5.2 liter. Uh, it produced 444 horsepower, which is pretty healthy. And it actually allowed uh, the 002 to have decent specs. Uh, it had a 0 to 60 time of 7.7 .7 seconds, which, yeah, that's not terrible considering the size of this thing. Um, it had a top speed of 118 miles per hour, and it got an amazing 8 miles to the gallon, which is unsurprising looking at the fuel delivery system. This vehicle used six dual Weber carburetors, on a V12. So if you simplify everything, that kind of means that each cylinder in the engine gets a single barrel carburetor all to itself. So it's no surprise that this thing sucked fuel like unbelievably. If you really wanted to go above and beyond, Lamborghini in fact offered the LM002 with a 7.2 liter V12 that was originally designed for use in power boats. So I mean, if you, I guess if you just wanted a stupidly big engine, you could have it if you wanted. Also, a name that has been given to the LM002 is the Rambo Lambo, uh, which is just a beautiful name. Now, Lamborghini has this somewhat insane off-road vehicle that the military doesn't want. They're un they're not interested in it. So Lamborghini decide to sell it as a civilian vehicle. Uh, due to this, it was outfitted with a fair amount of luxury features, including air conditioning, a stereo, power windows, and a leather interior. So kind of like Lamborghini, they tried to make it a high-end, show-off-your-wealth civilian vehicle. Special tires were developed uh, for the LM002 by Pirelli. Um, these were run flats, so if you got a puncture, if you got a flat tire, you could keep driving on it, um, at least for a little bit longer without damaging anything. And there was two types of tires you could get. 
One was a mix of off-road and pavement, so it was kind of an all-terrain tire. You could do a little bit of off-roading and you could drive it on pavement without a problem. And the other design of tire was designed to be exclusively used on sand. Also due to it sucking fuel like nothing else, uh, they fit it with a pretty big gas tank, uh, 45 gallons in fact, which that's a lot of gas to carry around with you. So I've talked about this being a large vehicle, and it is, but how large? Well, it weighs 6,780 pounds. And to put that in some perspective, that is more than two Toyota Camrys combined, and it's 2,472 pounds heavier than a Range Rover of a similar year. But with all that weight came some serious off-roading potential. It had full independent suspension um, and came with a five-speed manual transmission. It was also, of course, four-wheel drive, and the four-wheel drive could actually be turned off, so you could just drive in with a two-wheel drive for if you're just on a highway or something. What's funny, though, is it's a very fancy car. Um, it's Lamborghini, but they still used manual locking hubs to turn on and off the four-wheel drive. It was not an uh, electronic system. So how much would one of these cost you? Well, uh, when they first came out, they were priced at $120,000, which, hey, that's not bad. Uh, but remember, that's in 1987. If you take inflation into account, that is equivalent to $270,000 uh, today. So a bit, you know, pretty pricey. Another funny thing I found is, you know, even though it's a Lamborghini, it's expensive, it's supposed to be luxury. Um, according to an article I found by Car and Driver, it was actually not that well built. The article was written when it first came out, and they said the stereo sounded cheap, uh, the clutch was insanely heavy, uh, electronics occasionally just went haywire and wouldn't work and kind of just spazzed out, um, and the air conditioning did basically nothing because it used an absolutely tiny compressor. So when you actually needed it, when it was actually hot out, didn't really do anything. But on the flip side, it did handle and drive surprisingly well. It took a little bit to get off the line. It's a massive vehicle, even, even though it has a lot of horsepower behind it. It takes a little bit to get that much mass moving. But once it got moving, um, it... it was fast. Uh, it could definitely put the power to the road. Uh, it also could stop fairly fast. It used twin caliper brakes in the front, and uh, it had a reasonable stopping distance for a vehicle of that size and of the time. Um, it could even corner well, mostly because it weighed a lot and it had big tires, so that contact patch with the ground was massive, and you had to big vehicle pushing that contact patch even harder into the ground. So it had grip, and so it could corner pretty well. Again, taking into the fact that it's a massive off-road vehicle built in the 80s. Unsurprisingly, it also was a good off-road vehicle. Um, it handled anything that a civilian off-roader would throw at it, pretty much. So, you know, it did that job fairly well and it also was decent on pavement. So it was built cheap for the things that didn't matter, I guess. Uh, the actual driving, fairly solid. However, that doesn't mean that this vehicle 
has a place. And I mean, like, it, it just seems to sit in a limbo to me. It's an off-road vehicle that costs an insane amount of money. It's built kind of well. I mean, it had, like I said, it drives well, but then it has cheap features. It was meant as a military vehicle, but wouldn't work as one. The military didn't like it. They said it was too complicated for field use, having six carburetors to worry about. And, you know, they're right. It's it's not a simple vehicle, and you don't want to be breaking down in a war zone. So it didn't work as a military vehicle, so they made it an expensive civilian vehicle. But, you know, it's, I mean, does a, a civilian really has no use for it except for to show off wealth or just to get something ridiculous? So, to me, the LM002 doesn't really have a home. It doesn't have anywhere to really belong. Um, one home that it did try to find was actually in rally racing, which I did not know. I did not think that a giant Lamborghini off-road vehicle would, uh, would be involved in rally racing, but they, some people thought it was a good idea to try it, and they went for it. So in 1988, uh, the, a rally version of the LM002 would be developed. It was given a retuned engine, which put out 600 horsepower, so a big upgrade, lots of power. Um, it was also stripped of all unnecessary features to make it as light as possible. It received plexiglass windows to make it lighter, uh, lighter body panels, and a roll cage. Obviously, the roll cage was for safety not for making it lighter, which is also kind of surprising considering this thing is literally almost a tank and they felt the need to put a roll cage in it. So I don't know, maybe the frame wasn't up to par with the safety standards. So this rally racing version of the LM002 would enter its first race uh, in Greece. Unfortunately, it didn't do super well. It had a very strong start, but it eventually had technical issues and had to retire. Um, after this one race, which was not completed, uh, Lamborghini was actually taken over by Chrysler, and Chrysler was like, yeah, we're not going to race that anymore. It's expensive, whatever. So Lamborghini would not race the LM002 after that. So with Lamborghini sponsored racing... Uh, it got one race that it did not finish. After that, after Lamborghini backed out of racing, um, privateers would continue to try to race the LM002. Uh, they didn't really have much luck with it either, though. Um, the same year, in 1988, a LM002 was entered into the Dakar Rally by Swiss team World LM Racing. However, again, the LM002 failed to finish the race. It just had technical issues and did not complete it. Almost a decade later, in 1996, another LM002 would be entered in the same Dakar rally. This time, it was brought to the table by a racer named Andre Bargani. Um, and he would spend a year, and his team would spend a year preparing the LM002 for racing. Um, they would lighten it as much as possible, obviously, you know, all the standard stuff, but they also fit it with an 800-liter gas tank, which is equivalent to 211.3 gallons. So just an absolutely massive gas tank. The V12 was also improved on. It was fitted with bespoke injection system, um, and was given really heavy-duty air filters to try to keep out all the dust, because this is a rally in the desert, 
and so dust can be a big problem. They cut the catalytic converter, um, which allowed the engine to still produce 600 horsepower, and the original five-speed transmission was actually kept, because it was a fairly strong transmission. Unfortunately, despite all of this, the engine ran very well, the car was reliable, except for the suspension. They kept the same tires, and the tires are massive, and they weigh a lot, so the combined force of the massive tires with the massive vehicle made the suspension really struggle, and it required constant repair throughout the race. Um, unfortunately, the LM002 had to be retired when the team ran out of spare parts. By the time it was retired, the team had gone through 24 dampeners, which is part of the suspension system. So they, they put in the effort to try to get it there, but just having that big of a vehicle, the suspension just couldn't handle it for a long endurance race like that. So the LM002 never found a home. It was not successful in rallying. It was a civilian vehicle, but only really to show off wealth. It's not at all practical, and the military wanted nothing to do with it. It's a cool car, but it never really had a purpose. That's going to be the end of the episode on the LM002. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you'd like to request any cars for future episodes, you can message me on Instagram or Twitter. My Instagram is automotive.podcast, and the Twitter is at automotivepod. Also, any other feedback on how to improve the podcast is always welcome. Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed.